Hi, I'm Janine, and this is WCBG Broadcasting from Wagner College. WCBG, small college, big voice. I had the opportunity to interview Mikey from The Frights, so I hope you guys enjoy listening. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for doing this with us. It means a lot. Like, I'm super excited, so. Oh, absolutely. Of course. So, we do have a few questions for you, and I guess I'll just jump right in. So, we, well, I really love you guys. Like, I've been listening to your music, and I'm trying to go to the concert with Matt and Kim when you guys come to New York. (laughs) I was wondering uh, what your writing process was for Hypochondriac. What the writing process was like for Hypochondriac? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so all the songs that are on Hypochondriac, um, were written over a period of about, I'd say like a, a good year, probably. So I just, I, I stopped kind of like really trying to write songs and about every two weeks or so, or maybe two, three weeks, a song would kind of come out and I'd just go off of that. And, uh, if, if I had an idea in the morning, then I would force myself to finish that idea before I did anything else that day. So I would, it, the average day of like writing that song would be like, wake up, the song is there, and then probably spend until, if I woke up at a 10, probably spend until four. And hopefully by four I'm done because I haven't eaten or anything at that point. And I, if I were to go eat, this is like probably super useless information, by the way. No, but, it's interesting, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were to eat, I uh, totally gave up. Because then I would eat and then get super lazy and then play video games or something, and then the song would go away. So I knew I couldn't eat, and I I I really like to eat, so that would uh, give me motivation to finish the song. So that was kind of how it went for about a year, just doing that. And um, eventually, me and Zach, um, Zach Harper, got up in a uh, cabin in Idaho, which is like a mountain town, uh, a couple hours north of San Diego. And um, we kind of flushed them all out and, and tied the loose ends and stuff. And after that, then we, the, me and uh, the rest of the freights got together and worked on it together for like, I think a month or something. And then we recorded it. So it was a long process. It was, it was the first real process I think we ever had doing a record before. It was kind of just like, I don't know, going off the uh, seat of our pants kind of thing. We didn't know what we were doing. So. It's definitely a really good album. Like I thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. And you said you mentioned, you. you mentioned food earlier. To be honest, like I have a list of like all the best places to eat on Staten Island, which is where I'm from. So, what is your favorite mm-hmm. type of food that you would go to? Like restaurant type of food? Yeah, favorite type of food. I'm not Italian food, but if I, I mean, I have a bias towards that. I am Italian, but um, I I think I could eat Italian food pretty much any day. Um, but I re- I'm, I eat Chipotle. I'm in Chipotle right now. I like Chipotle a lot. And, and the cool thing about Chipotle is that um, it's all over the country and it's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're, like, as far as being on tour and stuff, if you can find Chipotle, you're usually looking pretty good. However, don't ever eat Chipotle in Europe because they don't know what the f*** they're doing. Okay, so I know you write a lot of music. I was wondering what your favorite lyric that you've ever written is. My favorite lyric? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if you've ever asked that before. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
probably um probably one i can't tell you because it's it's on the new album that will be coming out one day but um yeah i don't know i i have a there's a couple lines on some of the new songs i've been writing that i like a lot but but honestly the reason for that is because i never in the old stuff like on the self-titled and everything before that and even you're going to hate this i don't think i really wrote words down i think the first song i really wrote um all the lyrics down to was of age and that was because it was kind of a little more complicated as far as lyrically remember i couldn't remember all those just off the top of my head so i had to write them down but before that i didn't really write anything down um i don't know i, I don't know that's a good question I don't, I don't think i have a full answer for you i'm sorry no it's totally cool i feel like that's an interesting one it sometimes stumps people but makes you think yeah no one's ever no one's ever asked that before so good job thanks okay so my favorite song off the hypochondriac is over it because of the way like the lyrics relate are super relatable and the way it's layered it just has this really cool sound what song are you most hey. proud of on hypochondriac on any album that you've released um i let me think i'm really proud of hold me down i like hold me down a lot um that's just from like i'm just proud of the, the i can i like the song writing on that song i was really happy when i finished that one um I like that one. I like I like me and I a lot, but I like playing it. I just like we play that song live now, and I, I'm really proud of the way they've been playing it recently. So I like it a lot. Um, Over it's cool too. Over it um, was the uh, only song on that record that um, Jordan actually wrote that main riff to. That he wrote that. I was like I was nearing the end of writing for Hypocrite, and I was looking for like a uh, kind of punk. Um, riff or something and I, I i don't write very well that way mm-hmm. so i was like hey do you have anything like, he plays guitar all the time by himself and just kind of records stuff on his phone and he came up with that and i was like okay cool thanks and so i, then I went off writing on that so that one's actually uh that's uh that's kind of mine and jordan's co-song post-co-song writing together on that one um but in answer to your question i i, I would say i'm proud of of age too i i like that song a lot i mean that was a the first song I was probably proud of actually writing for the Freights. So I'll say I'll say of age for, for the sake of the question. Okay, that sounds great. And no, they're all great songs. So. I Thanks. do have a question <laughs> that our social media director, Grace, has been asking everyone, and we like to know artists' opinion on this. So what yeah. do you think of when an artist's music is released after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it just not? Wow. These are really good questions. Oh, that, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. These are, these are, <laughs> I think so. Like, like a posthumous, like, a, like a yes, like something that's released right after they die. I mean, I think that it depends on the situation entirely. For example, if there's like so Prince died, and if his band all got together and was like, "Hey, Prince is dead. Let's we should put this record out finally." That's obviously a money grab, but. When David Bowie died, he had a record that he wanted to be released after he died for the sake of finishing his kind of um, artistic art, I guess. I don't really know. Um, but I, I feel like it really depends on the situation. If someone dies and their family is like, hey, we can get some money by putting this out right now, then obviously that's not that's not what we're talking That's not okay. But um, if it's kind of their plan and... Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I'm, if it's good, I'm down with it. If it sucks, then they should have never done that. It kind of ruins the legacy of somebody <laughs> if you release something crappy after after they die. But I don't know. I, I think it depends. But nine times out of ten, I'd say it's uh, totally a bad idea. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> it's a good answer. It's just really interesting to see what other yeah. like what you guys think because we're on the receiving end. Yeah, I never really thought so about that. It's kind of interesting. Who, who is who, who's who's an example of that? That like what what's, what what the example of uh, like if you had to answer that question, who's who's an example of somebody that's released something posthumously? Okay, the example I was told was Little Peep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the example I was given from Grace. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't heard that, so I, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> um, I, I actually forgot he died. I had not said sad. Um, yeah. Okay. That, that's uh, was it good? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. If I'm being honest, not my type of music. Oh, okay. But yeah, me neither. Okay. Cool. Well then, uh, yeah. I guess we'll never know then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. I know a lot of your music speaks to like my age group. Well, I guess our age group. And I was. Why do you think it's so appealing to this generation? My music? Yes. Is it? <laughs> I know, like, a lot of people really, really thoroughly enjoy it. And I'm actually getting texts from some staff members who are like, oh, no, I wasn't able to make it. Can you tell me what happens? So, yeah, you're oh, pretty popular God. here. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I feel like... Um, Strangely enough, I think most of our fans are a little younger than us. Um, and that's not strange, I guess, at all. That's kind of just how music is in general. I mean, rock music are kind of has a younger fan base, and, which is really awesome. I feel like, I don't know, it makes it makes a lot more sense for me um, with the older stuff because, for example, if like a, if we get a new Freights fan, and so like from somebody hearing a self-titled, that makes sense. And say they're you know say they're nineteen to eighteen, nineteen years old. That makes sense to me because it's like I wrote that when I was 18, 19 years old, so I'm talking about stuff that they're probably relating to. Um, and as we get older and I write about stuff now, when I'm 25, you know, maybe we get a little more of that age. I don't really know. I mean, I think hypochondriac is pretty poppy too, so maybe that's uh, that's always relatable. It's kind of guitar-driven, just kind of poppy rock music, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that's a good, another another great question. You're killing it on these. Uh, you have a great record so far. So don't oh, mess it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we have a more lighthearted question that we've asked at our freshman orientation. Um, it's like an icebreaker. Mm -hmm. If you can be any utensil in the kitchen, what would you be and why? <laughs> okay, remember what I just told you about that don't ruin your record of good questions? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I would definitely be a wooden spoon, <laughs> and I don't. I don't know why I'd be a wooden spoon. I use I use only wooden utensils when I cook. Mm -hmm. That's what I was told to do when I started cooking recently. Uh, so um, I would be a wooden spoon because you can pretty much do anything with that. I don't know. You can flip things and stir stuff and uh, whatever else you do. You know, you, you can do anything with that thing. It's a wooden spoon. What can't you do with that? That's true. Yeah, that's what I would be. I was telling people I would be a knife because I have a sharp wit. <laughs> oh, Bad joke. okay, yeah. You, you definitely <laughs> you thought about your answer way better than me. <laughs> well done. I just think well on the spot, so <laughs> it happened. <laughs> good, good, well done. Okay, uh, what are your plans for the future? Plans for the uh, In the near future, we leave for tour tomorrow. So we do the Kim tour tomorrow. And then... Uh, we're off for a couple months, and then we got some some exciting stuff happening in uh, January and February. But 
I can't talk about that because they told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's one of those not yet, but soon. Yeah, 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 soon. Yep. My last question would be, what type of impact do you and your band hope to have on the music industry? Hmm. I don't know. I, I just like to be, I think as we, we, we get older and we've been in this band for seven years now and stuff, we, we start to, you know, see a little bit of what kind of, um, like what kind of, uh, I don't want to say legacy, but, you know, whatever, whatever you leave behind, uh, you start to see, like, it makes a little more sense. Like, when you're starting off as a band, you start to see, like, you start to hope for big, wild dreams that probably aren't going to happen. So uh, my my hope is that in, like, 10 years, even if we are still a band or if we're not a band or whatever the hell it is, um, the, I don't know, people still listen to our music and we like, talk about it and, uh, I don't know, trade thoughts on it and that whole thing. As long as people are still talking about it, if we're, and we're not a band anymore, that's, that seems like... That's a good goal for me. That seems, that seems like we made it, in my opinion. I don't expect to play stadiums ever or anything like that. So that seems like a good goal to me. Just have people talk about it one day still. That's, that'd be nice. Do you have any advice for anyone who is looking to get into the industry? Mm, yeah. Um, I don't, don't take it too seriously until you need to, in my opinion. Just, just It's not going to, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're playing for three people and you're taking yourself super seriously, you're looking like a jackass. So just have fun with it. It's music. You know, everyone wants to do it if they, if they can. I and mean, it's not like you're not doing anything special. You're, you're, just, you're just having fun with your friends in the very end. So don't, just don't overthink it. And then, But once you know, it starts working out, then you can start taking it a little more seriously and figure out what you want to do. But at the start, I would just not even, you know, don't even try. <laughs> do you have any last words for um, our listeners? No, thanks. Thank you for uh, listening. If you listen to us, I appreciate it. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. And I really appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. absolutely. And I learned a lot. And I will let you know when this is up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. You did a very good job. The questions were great. Oh, I'm glad. They were interesting. <laughs> we tried yeah, a lot. Yeah, they were very interesting. Well, yeah, good job. Thanks. Okay, have a wonderful day. All right, you too. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Again, that was Mikey from The Fright.